0: Welcome to These Are Good Days with Leanne Miller and Matt Barris. Well, Matt, here we are.
1: We're here, and this still isn't a music podcast, but we think it is. Okay, listen.
0: I want to know one thing. When are you taking
1: down your outside Christmas lights? That's what I got to know. Never. I will take down the garland. How dare you do this on the podcast? We've been sitting together for about 30 minutes, and as soon as the microphone flips on, you have to dig how dare you
0: it's, a, it's an honest question i mean there you know, I know but there i feel are, like you're you know, trying to
1: shame me on no, a public no, forum you
0: know, you know there are people out there with a little bit of garland okay. and a little bit of white lights I, I,
1: give me a moment to defend my choices we have gotten serious about our hygge so when we took down all the christmas decorations i said i'm gonna keep up the white lights so we have white lights outside mm-hmm. in the little bushes. Mm-hmm. We have a little we still have garlands. <laughs> you do. We have a little drapery <laughs> over our fireplace and we still have the Christmas village up. <laughs> we left up the hooga. <laughs> well, I
0: I just wanna gently point out that you're the only one on the street. <laughs>
1: it's not true. Our neighbor has <laughs> one tree of white lights left.
0: You influenced her.
1: <laughs> She's like, oh, I guess I can do that. And you know what? Our little juniper cypresses that <laughs> flank our front door; those will stay there until next Christmas. Oh, just no. So you, well, I'll probably turn them off. I'm not oh, going to okay, leave them okay, on in the okay, summer. Okay, okay. I'm not a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't believe, like, if anyone ever wondered what getting thrown under the bus was like, this <laughs> is it. As soon as the microphone comes on, you have a little sassafras.
0: <laughs> well, I wanted an authentic what? I wanted an authentic (laughs) response. Well, you got it. I got it.
1: (laughs) You got what you're looking for. Jeez. Well, we're here in part two two of a friendship series. Here's what happened. If you are just tuning in right now, last week we started talking about friendship. yeah, And friendship is a really, really hot topic. And so we started talking and literally in the middle of the podcast, we were like, we, yeah. we have more to say.
0: Yeah. And you know, friendship <clears throat> is a hot topic because nobody really talks about it right. very much. It's
1: so true. Um, So if you're just joining us, this is actually a part two. Before we um, go into our good days and really start talking, you might want to push pause and go back and listen to the week before because right. um, it kind of lays the groundwork for where we're right, heading next right, right. so before we jump into friendship Leanne had an idea of mm-hmm. what is a good day with a friend so now we have a category yeah we have a category we have a category this time
0: it's these are good days friendship edition okay okay and mine was I have known Kelly you know her as well on Instagram oh, Kelly, Kelly be brave yes on Instagram love, love her, her. And I have known her on Instagram probably for three years. And for the first time we met in real life. She's we, a lovely person, isn't she? Oh, my goodness. We, we, I'm,
1: I'm actually jealous. I was working, so I had to not go there. Yes, right. <laughs> and,
0: and you know, we we squeezed in literally an hour and 15 minutes. That's awesome. I wish it could have been more, but we took what we could get. Right. And it was really, really great. I mean, it's. I think it's um, important to... Have face-to-face with new friends and cultivate totally. new friends and hear
1: people's stories. And- so tell me this. These are the two important questions I okay. need to know about yes. this. One, were you nervous? No. Okay, you weren't nervous. No. Do you feel like... I was excited. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm excited about this. I would be excited yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Two, where did you meet we, <laughs> and what did okay. you eat? <laughs> okay, all right.
0: Good question. We met at Fox in the Snow, which is a coffee shop in, in Columbus, Columbus. And they're just just a really cute. Yeah. Chick hipster coffee. Did you shop. say chick? Chick, you know, like I think that's chic. Well well or chick. I think there's also never. Chi- chic? Chick. That's chic. Uh, no, there's a chick too. She, I don't know. We'll have to look it up. Google bur- it. A bur- okay, okay, anyway
1: <laughs> <A peep.
0: laughs> Anyway. We met at Fox in the Snow. They they're Cook had left for the day, or their chef had left for the day, which was so unfortunate because they have the best breakfast sandwich. And even and though pastries yeah, are well, I had banana bread because they didn't have anything savory. And I had not eaten lunch yet. I had had TV that day and had not eaten lunch. And I thought, well, I'll just eat a piece of banana bread slathered with butter, and that's what I ate. Well, but I really wanted like the br- yeah, I really wanted the breakfast sandwich. And then um and Kelly, um you will be pleased to know because I know that um you like bright sneakers too. She was oh. wearing the best yellow sneakers sneakers of like horse yeah, she, a was, a good uh, she was really uh, really awesome okay I really so loved what my conversation
1: if you could what was your takeaway from meeting with her
0: that well a couple things one is I always love the feeling when you leave an interaction with someone feeling like you've got a shot of goodness a yes. shot of energy a shot of sunshine absolutely and you leave feeling like life is really good. Yes, like yes. people are good. Life is good. Love is good. Like, yeah. and that's how I, I, I left my interaction like more with her full than empty. Yeah. She I filled your cup. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so good. yeah, definitely that one. And the other one is that it's important. It's important to cultivate new relationships at what, whatever age you're in. It's, it's, Absolutely. A, it's healthy and it's important. And, um, yeah, so that's so awesome. For sure. What about you?
1: All right. Here's the one I was thinking about. We have a group that we meet with from our church. Um, We've been with them for, I think, almost a year. And here's the cool thing about them is the people that lead this recently were like, you know, we're going to take a break from like a study for yeah, a couple yeah, weeks. Yeah. And we're going to just get together and play games. So the cool thing is our church provides child care. So we drop the kids off at church. Wow. We go to their house. Is this a certain night? Yes. It's on Thursdays. Okay. We, um, have been going just to talk and to, there's, uh, five couples. And this week we're actually dropping our kids off at church and we're not even going to their house. We're just going out for dinner. And it's, you know, I think here's my, here's my takeaway from this is I've been in small groups before with church where you feel pressure to do something spiritual or you have to open up the bible and i think there is 100% merit for that mm-hmm. 100% mm-hmm. i i've i love those moments i love when we pray together i love when we dialogue about things together but i also love just doing life together too yes i agree and so that's been a fun part of this is our the the really funny thing about it is is 9 out of the 10 people that's not true 8 out of the 10 people either work or have worked in education Oh yes, and we just are a random group. And so it's really, it's been really fun.
0: Well, and I think, I think one thing that gets a little overlooked in these, and for those of you that listening that aren't in Christian culture in, in a lot of churches, there's something called small groups where people get together and they connect. Usually it's anywhere from three to seven couples. And it's just, it's just a way to, Sorry. <clears throat> Had a little... A drink. Got a little frog right there in my throat. <laughs> it's a way to get together and um, just, I don't know, have a closer connection than just on Sunday mornings. Right. And in, in historically, you know, I've been in small groups where we're, we're put with couples that, you know, we don't have much in common with. Right, right. You know, we wouldn't necessarily cultivate a friendship with outside of small group. and right. it And it can feel like... I don't want to use the word force, but it can kind of yeah. yeah <clears> well, how how I felt was <clears throat> there were some nights I was like, oh, I don't want... right. Like I didn't want to give up my time to right. do it,
1: and I never feel like and that you with never this feel that like, yes, never. and you know
0: and and part of the reason why I think and I think it's worth it's so worth it that you noted that you don't necessarily have to do anything spiritual is I think when you do talk about spiritual things, there's a foundation or a a part of a friendship that has been built outside of like, let's talk about what they talked about in church this morning or let's talk about this passage. You know, we hesitate more to share those deep personal things if we don't have a real mm-hmm. relationship with someone. And
1: I think sometimes the expectation is that you jump into a small group and it's like, talk about your deepest, darkest secrets. Right. Talk about your childhood right. traumas. Pray. Yeah. Or talk about your marriage is problems. Parenting struggling, like all yeah, that stuff. All that. And I think, mm-hmm. I think you hit the nail on the head is without that foundation of relationship, it, it actually makes yes. it really difficult. Yeah.
0: I want to be, I want to be, I truly want to be friends with the people that I'm in right. small group with, small group with. And, our small group, we stayed in our small group. I don't know if this is normal. This doesn't feel normal, but yeah. we stayed. <laughs> <laughs> we well, what, stayed- is normal? what is normal? We stayed in our small group for like a year and a half after we left the church we went to. Yeah. So we were going to a small group th- 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 with it. A- Connected to a church right. we weren't going right. to, but it was because you we the were friends, right? And we loved the people. Right. We loved the people we were getting together with so much, and still do. Right. I mean, so I. So I at think the end that, of the day, it ha-
1: if you want to truly really cultivate community and intimacy, there has to be that base level friendship, yeah, right? Okay, yes. Like you have to be like, oh, well, let's eat grilled cheese and tomato soup, and take your shoes off. And how was work? Right. Like you right. have to kind of have some of that stuff too, and not right. just jump into right. like. Right. So. Let's, what did you
0: think about what the pastor right, said? Or like,
1: dinner, how did your mom and dad shape you? Like, yeah, yeah, okay. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, yes. Um, so anyway, well, kudos to Eric and Emily Heller because they're awesome and I'm so thankful for them. They're good friends in my life. Yeah. Oh, so, good. Yeah. Well, hey, in this next part of friendship, we have we have two places we want to go. So this week we want to talk about what are some red flags in friendships. So you're, if you are in a place, we talked a lot last week about, you know, when friendships fade out or how friendships end, that it's good to kind of do an evaluation of, of what's going on. And so we want to talk a little bit about what are some red flags, mm-hmm. or maybe, maybe there's somebody that came to mind that you're like, oh, I don't know if they're a good friend to me or if, you know, or maybe if it's I time cult- for us to right. part ways. Or, or if-,
0: if I should cultivate. Uh, Further friendship Right Mm
1: -hmm. And then I think next week We want to talk about How to find and and keep Good friends in your life So that's kind of Where we're headed Yes Um, So today we're going to Talk about red flags And friendship Yes Okay can you think of a time Where you were the red flag (laughs) Because I can, think of, I can think of a time where I was. Oh, so, 100%. Here's my, here's, I was thinking about this day because I was like, oh, gosh. Because I can't talk about everybody being the red flag. Because the reality is, is sometimes we're the we're red, the red flag, flag, too. Yeah,
0: so good. Um, I, That took me off also, guard.
1: <laughs> you were like, oh, we're not, I didn't know we were going to
0: go there. I was like, I have all my red flags about other people all lined up. I wasn't ready for my own. <laughs>
1: you know, I, I went through a time. When I um, went to college, and I was—I went to a big high school. I kind of had my identity figured out there, and then I went to college and was kind of like navigating that. And my roommate and I were friends before college, and so we had known each other. Um, we worked at a summer camp together, and so we decided to be roommates. And my my red flag for myself was I didn't—I was like a leech to him the first semester. And I had expectations of him that weren't fair, like, well, we should eat dinner together and blah 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 you know, yeah, like stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. And Expectations that we would hang out on the weekends, and <laughs> he's you know, like, man, no. <laughs> he's like, he had his own red flags, too. <laughs> but I, when I look back at that time, I was like, dude, get a bad ball yeah, Do do
0: you, Ugh. do, 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 you, do you cringe a little bit at your own self, your own yes, red flag? Yes,
1: yes, I totally do. Um, and then you know, I feel like I've gotten better as I've gotten older, but even, um, one of my bosses at the church, one of my first first bosses became a really good friend of mine. And you were friends with me during this time. And, you know, our friendship kind of transitioned and was a little uncomfortable. But I feel like I held on too long. Yeah. And it yeah, was like, yeah, yeah. just let it, like, it I, it bothered me so much. And right, I thought right, about right, it right, so right, much. Right. And I'm like, I'm the red flag.
0: <laughs> oh, I hate being the red flag. Oh, I have two things. That I can think of about my own red flag. Okay. Okay. (laughs) We've
1: never talked about anything like this.
0: This is fun. Number one, red flag. Back when I needed to be in therapy, (laughs) like I needed to be in counseling. I, and listen, there is no shame in this. If, if you can identify with this, it's just your sign, your signal that maybe if you're hearing this, you should make the phone call. Yeah. Like, I talked about my situation too much with the people that I talked about it with. Like, I didn't talk about what I was going through with, with my family of origin. I didn't talk about it with everyone. There were a couple people I mm-hmm. talked about it with, and it was all we talked about every yeah. time we got together. And there was something that that kind of signaled me, or I felt something one day that, like, I'm exhausting Mm. these friends with Mm. this topic. Like I am, I need to go to a professional. Like I need to go to a clinical counselor. And a lot of things led me to counseling. It wasn't really that. It wasn't that. But once I got to counseling, that became apparent. Like, wow, I have been sucking the life out of these two friends. Every time we get together, it's all we talk about. It's all I can talk about. And, and I
1: was the big red flag. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Isn't it interesting how in the moment, sometimes you don't see your red flags and then you look back and you're like, oh, this is so cringeworthy. Yeah. So uncomfortable. Did you have a second story? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: This is, this is something that I will say that sometimes even now I catch myself doing that. I don't, I don't love. Um, I, I have people, I, you're one of them. I have people that I share so much of my life with. And when something happens during the day, like something, you know, something big, um, the, the first thing I should do is really, whether it's negative or positive, the, I really want to be someone who acknowledges the presence of the Lord in my life first, One hundred um, but also to call my husband and tell right. him or talk to him about it. Right. But Daryl is very, um, he isn't super expressive. Right. So I go for like, I go for the, the people that give you people. a reaction. <laughs> so I call you and you're like, what? You've got to be kidding me. You know, and Daryl's like. You know, well, good. You know, if it's good news, he's like, well, that's good. Or he's like, um, don't worry. Like if I call him really upset about something, he'll say, oh, you need to, don't worry about this or let it go where you'll be like, okay, let Oh, -uh -uh. let's hash hash it out. But I, I don't, I think that that can be something that grows into a bigger red flag. If you continue, you keep doing that on the regular and you're not sharing that space with the people, absolutely that you're really that you're really called to share with, and that would be, you know, Daryl. So I'm I am getting better at even if I just give him a quick call, totally, and saying like, oh my gosh, you but know. you can still have those
1: other people. It's just yeah. make sure he's yeah. in the loop
0: right. too. Right, right. Like I don't want to be talking about it with you right. and then him be like, wait, what? Right. I didn't know that happened. You exactly, know. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. Well, I was thinking about this. That was I, kind of a bold, like, I didn't want to talk about you, but you know what I mean. Oh, I, yeah. I don't want to be having the, a conversation about some sort of great news with you and Daryl be sitting in the room and right. be like, I didn't even know that you didn't even tell me. Right. Right. Um, right. And that doesn't happen as much anymore because I I picked up on the, a little bit of the red flag situation. <laughs> I'm trying. You found your own red I'm flags.
1: <laughs> well, I was I was making some lists of red flags because I was like, okay, if someone's on the other side of this podcast, what are some red flags that they should be looking for in their relationships? Mm-hmm. And maybe it's about someone they're invested in, or maybe it's actually about themselves. Mm. Um, and so here's, here's one of the first one is if your friendship is built on gossip, that is a red flag. Okay. If you're, if you have a friendship that is centered around, I'll even add like drama or high, high emotion or, you know, crisis or gossip, something negative. That is a huge red flag. Here's what I've learned about that personally is if you have a friendship with someone and they're prone to gossip with you about other people guess what they do when you're not around gossip them? about you they're talking about you and so that is a red you'd flag you'd
0: like to tell yourself they're not oh yeah you <laughs> never, think never. oh
1: we're such good friends yeah, they never. would never do that yeah
0: okay but but wait let's 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 camp here for one second okay yeah because there's a whole movement this last, oh, I would say even ten years, especially, especially, I would say, may, maybe, it. I I feel like there's been a real surge of it in Christian culture for sure. Is mm. about just being honest, be, being honest about something or someone or a situation. Yeah, yeah. So there's a difference between authenticity and being honest and truly gossiping about something. Absolutely. So, so tell me, define that for me.
1: Ooh. I wasn't ready for this, so I'm kind of processing this with you right now. If I am gossiping about someone, what that means is I'm trying to get a connection with you or other people based off of that person's hurts or insecurities or foolishness. Maybe even bad character, even if
0: that's the truth. Because, see, I think we can tell ourselves like, well, I'm just giving you the facts and telling you what this person did. Right. And they were wrong and it was, and it lacked character. Right. But I think, I think when you camp out on that, and, and you take it further. Right. It, it becomes more than totally.
1: That. And I think the difference is if you're seeking solution with someone in a friendship mm. and there mm. happens to be someone mm-hmm. that's part of that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's and, and we know the difference in our heart. I really believe we, we know the difference oh, between yeah. like, hey, I want to talk to you about this situation with this person and it involves someone else versus slamming somebody. Right. I mean, there is a difference. And if you're truly seeking an outcome or advice or or um wisdom i think that you know the difference between right. like i think it's your intent and your right. heart sometimes well, too.
0: um i think of um mallory and daryl are both good at this like yeah you know if you're if, if you're talking about a situation um i i feel like daryl and mallory both f- with us because we're so expressive they'll say things that will say well, what if you went to that person and asked them this? Or it's always about like a resolution or thinking about it a different way. Mm -hmm. I mean, actually, sometimes Daryl will do that to me and be like, I'll be like are you taking up for them? Like, you know, <laughs> because he'll say, well, may have you thought about that? Maybe they felt this way or have you thought right. about it that maybe when she or he said that it was from this place, you mm-hmm. know, have you, and, and he'll give me a different perspective. So then it's not gossip because totally. there's a whole idea of, of, uh, reconciliation, restitution, mm-hmm. making sense of it or how you can approach a person right. or a situation or having to... that
1: that empathy for the other person or the pers- a different perspective. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My wife is so good at yeah. at seeing someone else's perspective yeah, yeah. for sure. I think too when you have a friendship that's that's really based on gossip or negativity or drama when that's not there there's nothing left. Like there's right, no substance right, so right, it's like right. well, what do we talk right. about? And it's
0: also it also goes back to how I felt when I left Kelly's presence. You know, you don't want to feel like when you leave someone's presence like, "Oh, I feel bad I said that or I wish we wouldn't have talked about that so long or, you know, or I feel like I need to call that person up and say, please don't tell anybody I said X, Y, Z, or I'm sorry, I talked about this or that or the other. I feel bad about it.
1: That's how you know. Right. Absolutely. All right. Here's another one for you is when you have a friend that doesn't respect your boundaries. So if you have a friend that you say, hey, I don't want to do this. Let's go. Let's go like very elementary. I don't want to drink this. I don't want to go to these places. I don't want to talk about these things.
0: I don't want to hear this. I don't want to hear about
1: X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. When they continually cross those boundaries, that's a huge red flag.
0: And that's not probably going to go away. No. Yeah. No,
1: that's not something you can have a conversation about and it's going to, it's going to just go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Even like if, like if you have somebody that um, wants to bring up, the past a lot and you're like, Hey, we've, we've really buried that. We're not going to talk about this anymore. And they keep bringing it up over and over and it's, there's no resolution. Right. You've already, yeah. re- you've already resolved no, it and it's good. good. That's probably a red flag that that person's not a good person for you.
0: You know, I thought of a red flag. I don't know if it's on your list, Great. but Tell I kind of hope it, it's on your list. I kind of hope I'm guessing one. If you become friends with someone and they have a cycle, it's cyclical. They have a cycle yes. of friendships friends with somebody then they have a falling out and it's that person's fault friends mm-hmm. with somebody then they have a falling out and it's that person's fault there's never any there's never any dual ownership like right. they reset they go through friends go through friends and then at some point you're added to the list yep you know but but i i think that is a
1: red flag 100% hmm. Um, there's somebody I know that I was like, you know, every couple of years it seems like their friend group changes, maybe even less than every couple of years. Mm-hmm. And it's like at one time I wanted to be friends with this person, and then it was like, oh, I don't think it's gonna work because yeah. they always are are finding and recycling um yeah. new friends. Yeah. yeah. Here's another red flag. If if you have someone that in private or in a one on one relationship is um really intentional and close and loving to you and then when they get around other people or other yes. experiences um or other groups that is a huge and they change and they, and they how change. they treat you yeah that is a huge yes, red flag if they ask
0: you about your christmas lights out front no i kidding <laughs> um but no no seriously though they talk disrespectful about you they they right diss you or they They're rude, or or, they're just like mm -hmm. a
1: different person. Yeah, like that's a good one. Like for me, if there's someone in Mm -hmm. my relationship, um, my personal relationship with them, that we can have great conversations, and I feel like I know them really well, and then we go to a different environment, and they're a completely different person. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, that's a big. Who are you trying to please? That's a big red flag. Yeah. Yes. Have you ever experienced that? No. Oh, really? I don't think so. Well, you are one of the lucky ones. Yeah, I don't think so. I have. You know, I I can say when I was in um, high school and college, I was never the kind of person that had like a friend group. So I was involved with a lot of stuff. So I wasn't like, these are my 10 friends or my four friends. I had friends in different groups. And I think the hard thing about that was some of those friends... Acted different in different places oh, and in different mm-hmm, spaces, mm-hmm, yeah. and so, you know, I had friends that we were friends at church, and then I went to school together, and then I worked with them, and in all three places, I felt like I was always do- managing how, yeah, how we treated each other. <laughs> you well, know what I and mean? Don't you
0: think that some of that's maturity too? Oh, I mean, high 100%. school and college, you're still figuring out which one of those three people you want to be. If you want to be the work person, right. <laughs> the college person, or the right. church person, that's right. Yeah. That's
1: right. That's fair. <clears throat> see you're giving such a good perspective for the other person you're just like daryl
0: oh he's rubbed <laughs> off on me 31 <laughs> years will do it to you
1: um here's another one if you find yourself in a codependent relationship or codependent okay, what's that friendship, look like well it's it was my red flag from my, <laughs> from my early 20s yeah.
0: and it's also what i was saying about calling somebody before you would call your significant other you totally. giving news or or getting like kind of um Almost like you share every single step
1: together, right?
0: like day to day. I mean, I don't think that's necessarily healthy.
1: And I think codependency is um, where you're meant to feel like you can't be friends with someone else, or even Mm -hmm. if you're doing that to the other Mm -hmm. person. You know, I was, this was on the, was it on the news or I read it somewhere that the term best friend wasn't even around till like the 1940s. that the idea of having a best friend and BFF and all that stuff wasn't a thing that that's something we kind of have invented in American culture in the 1940s. I don't know. Honestly, I don't really know where it sprang from, but the idea that you have one person that is your person is actually a new 20th century invention that, you know, historically we talked about this last week is we're meant to be tribal people. We are meant to have relationships. We're meant to, be in relationship with lots of people. And so the idea that you have one exclusive friend that you do everything with, um, and I would even say that your happiness would depend on them. You know, if I look on myself- Or or you
0: feel like that relationship trumps, you you make that person feel like that your relationship with them trumps all other relationships. And if you seem to be getting close to any other relationship, they're critical of that person. That's a codependent
1: trait. Right. Here's another one. If you have a relationship that is a lot of conflict, you feel like you're managing conflict all the time. Um, True, genuine friendships really shouldn't have the stress of Mm, conflict mm. because the reality is, in my mind, friendship should be a place of respite and a place of love and hope and care. And not, listen, our life is too full and too busy to have a friendship that has so much conflict, yeah, yeah. Um, so if it's if it's surrounded with bickering and arguing, oh, it's well, probably think, not a I good think situation. Probably
0: this is a good thing to bring up because I think there's probably been a lot of that the last you know four years, ugh. you know, between elections and um, the pandemic, and you know we've had we have had you know racial um, mm-hmm. racial situations and you know that have always been there but but are eye-opening to so right. many and people right. are are changing their per- perception and their perspective on those and and so i think that there has probably been some you know tension in friendships right. um because because of different things so what yeah. is
1: it what is it when because i'm i'm saying that a con if you have a friendship that's full of conflict it's probably not a great thing and it maybe it's time to part ways what makes it worth it? What's what's the deciding factor that says, you well, know what, we're I'm gonna engage in this conflict no matter what?
0: Well, we talked about this a little bit last week and I think Oh, that's right. That's I think right. I do think that and well, no, I think we should revisit. First of all, I think when when you argue, when you're arguing, and we've seen a lot of arguing on social media platforms uh-huh. in the last several years, when you're arguing to argue to be right. Mm. or are you are you going to your friend and saying listen this is how i feel about this topic this is what i believe right i'm right. i'm probably i'm probably not going to change my mind because i right. i'm not going to you know listen to that news outlet or i'm not going to read that book or whatever right and and you just need to know that this is this is how i feel and this is not a topic that i think we should discuss frequently in right. our friendship right so I think, I think that you have to determine, you have to, you know, one time I, I think we talked about this. If you take your hands and you make it like a scale, mm-hmm. like an up and down scale, mm-hmm. you have to weigh all, all of that with right. friendship. Like, because there's good and there's also... Right,
1: because we're all flawed. Right. Right? We're never going to so be perfect. So you have to
0: say to yourself, like, where are the scales? Where, right. where Where's the up and down here? And if the scale is tipping in the direction of... Every time you get together, you have conflict. Right. Every time you get together, you feel like you're defend you're in a defensive posture. Right. Because I believe if you go to somebody in in friendship and in love and say, "I want to talk to you about this situation because it's grieving my heart. Yeah, I love you. Yeah. I, I want to maintain friendship with you, but we need to talk about it. Right. I think, I think there's success in those conversations. But if you just want to fight and argue and be right, totally. The chances of you staying in friendship are are slim. And that's whether you've been a friend for a year or you've been a friend for 20. Because right. I think respect and humility have to be a part of conflict resolution
1: right. when you're not agreeing on topics, right. for sure. Absolutely. And I think that can be really hard because for me that rubs up against my value system. And so that's a really hard thing to weigh is if my philosophy and the way that I view the world is in conflict with yours right, and the way, and that has impact on how you talk about people and how you respect people and love people. That's really hard. Mm-hmm. And I hard. have to be really honest with you. I haven't experienced that personally. You know, I haven't experienced when, when there's a friend of mine that has a really hard line about something that I want to be open and loving to, Um, I haven't experienced that. So that has to be hard. You know, that has to be a hard decision.
0: Um, I, another, another thing I think that's important in friendship is, you know, if you're friends with, if you, if say there's a group of three of you or a group of five of you and you know, everybody's friendship within that group is going to be different. It's going to look different and be different. You're going to share a little bit different. And, um, not long ago and we talked about my um virginia girlfriends and my virginia bfs last last week that um not long ago they um i was on the phone with one of them and she mentioned that they that she was getting together with the other two of our girlfriends at a restaurant right and and i i it felt it felt awkward for one second and so i said to her i said hey I just went and, and listen, sometimes we, we're afraid to, to, to say the vulnerability
1: in our heart. 100%.
0: And, and if you are willing to say the vulnerability, if someone treats that poorly, they are, that, that is a red
1: flag. Absolutely.
0: If someone treats that, that with respect and love and kindness, they're your friend. Right. So I said to my girlfriend, Linda, I said, Hey Linda, listen, I just want to say this out loud. I, cause I just want you all to know. Like, I want to know when you're getting together. I want you to send me selfies. I want you to tell me how it was and what's going on with everybody. Like, I never want our friendships to feel weird if two of us can get together and all four of us can't. Because we aren't in seventh
1: grade anymore.
0: (laughs) Right? I mean, right. we don't need to be weird about that. Right.
1: And you should be celebrating that you have each other. Yeah. I'm not- like,
0: so, and she's like, oh, absolutely, Lee. I never thought a thing about it. And, and, yeah. And they sent me selfies. And, and you know, I just, I think that sometimes our insecurities and our um, our fears can, can talk to us inside and keep us and, and talk to us about like, oh my gosh, they're getting together and I didn't know and they're going right, right, you know, right. to They're gonna have fun and I'm not going to be part of it or they're going to talk about me or whatever. Right. Whatever those voices are. Absolutely. If we can jump that hurdle and be like, mm, I know them. Right. And they love me. Right. And so I just want to say, please don't feel weird ever feel weird about sharing with me that you're getting together Yeah. because yeah. I'm happy that you're right. seeing each other. I wish I could be there. Of course I do. Right. But I want to see selfies and I want to see videos right. and like,
1: but I also think it's okay. You know, I love what you said about sharing your vulnerability and the response to it. It would also be appropriate for you to say, Oh man, I really wish I was there. I'm yes. struggling with a little bit of jealousy Yes. and yes. you know, we actually, but never,
0: but never let that, keep you from doing that or telling me because if you if you act like a baby right i mean that's the wrong way to put it but if you act
1: sulky pouty
0: like oh my gosh i can't believe you guys are getting together and i can't be there well then they're gonna hesitate absolutely to tell me absolutely that's not what i want
1: well we we did that a couple months ago we had a friend in town and I was like, I feel like I didn't have enough time with them, Yes, you know, and you did. And it just, the next time that they come in town, I would really prefer to, you know, rearrange our schedule so that, you know, Mallory and I could also enjoy them as well. Right. And then your response to that was great, you know? And so I think when you share your vulnerabilities Mm -hmm. and you can say, I feel insecure about this and can you speak yes. to it or, you know, that made me feel sad or whatever. The way that person responds is so critical. It's critical if, because this is the moment where gaslighting comes in. Yeah. Yep. This is the moment where they can make you go, oh, you're making stuff up or, yeah. oh, you know, if gosh. they shut you down or,
0: or like, I thought we already talked about that. Right,
1: right, right. It, that's a, that's a huge red flag. Yeah. yeah. That's a huge red yep. flag. Yep. Well, I love this conversation. I know. It (laughs) it went so quick. It went so fast. We're going to do another one next week. I (laughs) know. And we got so many responses from our first friendship episode because I think, I said this last week, is friendship is such a special relationship that we don't talk enough about. Mm -hmm. You know? the world focuses so much on romantic relationships Mm -hmm. and the reality is, is there. So you will have so few romantic relationships compared to acquaintances Mm -hmm. and friendships Mm -hmm. that you'll have in your Mm -hmm. life. And we don't give it enough time and attention. And honestly, we don't give it enough honor. I think friendship is an honor. Um, You know, we always a classic, Verse that we always have quoted. We I think it started with your kids and we've talked about it forever. It's from Proverbs and it's he who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion, companion of fools, fools suffers harm. harm. And the reality is, is those your friendships determine the outcomes of your yes. life. They determine your mental health, your spiritual health, your emotional health. Of course, your spouse does too. Yes. But there's a gr- You can have a group of people surrounding you, um, and that's why I think these are so important.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a it's an older book that Andy, Andy Stanley wrote, but it's called The Principle of the Path. Yes, and such a um, good book. There is a quote in there that I, if my children are listening to this, they're going to say it along with me. Is that your friends determine the quality
1: and the direction of your life? Yes. And what he said, does he say, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Mm -hmm. Yep. Like that's where you're headed. Mm -hmm. Well, Hey, this was great conversation. Um, thanks for hanging with us. I hope that maybe it shed some light on something. (laughs) Maybe it made you look back and go, Ooh, (laughs) me. I'm the problem. It's me. It's It's me. me. Hi. (laughs) We started singing. We ended with singing full circle. um, well, thank you for joining us. You know, whether ordinary or extraordinary, or extraordinary, we hope you see that these, these are, are good days. days.